This is Solomon with What's the Dealio. This spring, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the College Board announced the cancellation of traditional in-person AP exams to be replaced with online at-home tests. The catch? There's only one time, worldwide. This decision was made according to College Board for test security reasons, basically to stop cheating. While students in the United States will be taking tests during normal hours, students in Japan will be forced to take them in the middle of the night, from 1, 3, or 5 a.m. Let's be clear. Forcing a certain population of students to take a test outside of regular waking hours when others aren't isn't equitable. No matter how small of a group international AP students are, no matter what the considerations for test security are, a certain group of students are going to lose out. Students like us. But we're not here to debate the fairness of this choice. It's already been made. Our school has agreed that this is unfair. And now we have a choice. To take them or not. So today on What's the Dealio, we're going to help you make that choice. First up, here's Hugh, with an interview with college counselor, Mr. McQueen. Welcome to this episode of What's the Dealio. Today we're going to be talking about the AP test and the changes following the coronavirus outbreak. And today we're here with Mr. McQueen. Hello, everyone. And he's going to talk about how the AP changes have impacted the students and how it's looking from the school's perspectives. Could you dive deeper into how this impacts students? And I was thinking maybe we can um, separate this into juniors and sophomores who are maybe looking to try to get this as a part of their application versus maybe seniors who already have their application done with, but you know, maybe they're trying to get credit or maybe they have a conditional or something like that. Yeah, sure. No, uh, it's, it's important to kind of discuss this. Um, so I, it, it is important to kind of, you kind of, it's important to separate it by grade, but also it impacts on where you're applying to college as well, right? And so to start off, um, one thing that has to keep it, what you have to keep in mind is, is wherever I'm applying or have apl- applied, is there a requirement for AP scores uh, in order to uh, be accepted? So for example, basically, uh, typically anything outside of North America, it could definitely be the case where there's a requirement that you need certain AP scores in order to fulfill the conditional offer of admission that you might receive. So one example would be the UK. You are applying to a particular program for four or five UK universities, and there will be a requirement, which is typically a combination of AP scores and an SAT, right? And so if you're someone who is applying to those schools or you have applied, um, you need to fulfill that requirement. Also for the UK in particular, grade 11 or 12, right? When you fill out your application for the UK, you put in past AP scores that you have taken. Decent scores, right? And, you know, three, fours and fives, that sort of thing that can help you be more competitive uh, with whatever schools you end up applying to. Now, um, when it comes to North America, in general, the AP exam score doesn't play a major part in sort of deciding do you get accepted or not. Um, For the most part, it has to do with future college credit. Now, having said that, uh, if I'm talking specifically to the grade 11s, 
if you're kind of thinking like, oh, well, maybe I just won't take any AP exams. Well, just further down the road, you will you wouldn't be able to self-report any completed AP exams when you apply next fall. And so just think carefully about like, you know, should I take exams or not? Or maybe it's just one exam I don't take because I just won't be ready or prepared. Now, skipping ahead, if you're a grade 12, it comes down basically to college credit. So colleges in the U.S. based on AP scores of usually four or five will give you either some college credit or sort of advanced standing. So in the end, either you could save a little money because you're not paying for as many courses for your degree, or you can at least jump ahead and take more interesting courses potentially, right? Now, what a school offers, it's very, it's dependent on the school. So one school for one program could offer a lot of credit. Another school might not offer so much. Um, and so the decision whether to take some exams to a degree will hinge on, do you want credit? Is that a big issue? Do you already know what your college will offer in terms of credit? I mean, in general, as a school, we, we hope that for the most part, you're, you're going to follow through, um, you know, and, and, and take most of your AP exams uh, as, a, as a nice summative kind of bookend to your academic year. We also realize that you guys have had to go through a lot of changes, uh, including now sort of the early morning times. And so um, that's why the decision was made to kind of give you this option. We just want you to be mindful of it and, and think thoroughly in terms of what you may or may not take. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. McQueen. No problem. Thank you, Hugh. College isn't everything to consider here. Even the College Board has said in an April 23rd email to prioritize your health over AP tests. But what are the health ramifications? And if you decide to take a test, what can you do to set yourself up for success? I spoke to Mrs. Knapp, a grade 10 health teacher, to learn more. Hi everyone, this is Solomon with What's the Dalio, and right now I'm here with Mrs. Knapp who teaches health. And so we're going to be talking today about uh, the impact of these AP exams and their revised schedule from a kind of personal health perspective. So the first question I have for you is just to give a little context. So this year, students who are taking AP exams are going to need to take them online from times ranging from 1 to 5 a.m. And right. so what kind of effect does being up at that time have on you from a physiological perspective? Well, to be honest, probably all of you guys who are going to be taking APs have probably already been awake at that hour, probably doing homework right. for various classes anyway. So it's not like you've never done it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so honestly, it's probably not going to affect you all that much, especially mm -hmm. as long as you take a few precautions before you take the test and then allow yourself to make up on that sleep after you take the test. So uh, going off that, so what kind of precautions would you recommend? Because just to confirm, like the thing is that if you aren't taking those precautions, if you're kind of just going straight into it without getting ready, that, that could affect your ability to perform, right? Right. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be going into the test sleepy. So like, for example, your brain, after it's been awake for 16 hours, mm -hmm. it needs to recharge, right? It has things that right. it needs to do to clean up all the synapses that it's built up through the day. So if you're 
trying to take your test and you've already been up for 16 hours, your brain is not going to perform at the ability that you want it to when you take that test, right? So you want to make sure you've had at least eight hours of sleep before needing Mm -hmm. to wake up for that test. In order to get those eight hours of sleep, uh, what's the best way to do that? Should students try to change their sleep schedule, you know, shift the cycle forward? Right. So first you need to kind of take notice of what your actual sleep habits are now. So if you're already like staying up until midnight and you have a exam, let's say at one in the morning, you really don't have to adjust it all that much, right? You're just staying up an hour later. So you just need Mm -hmm. to maybe make sure that you're, you have like, I don't know, 14 hours where you've already been awake by the time Mm -hmm. you take your test so that you have a good number of hours left, right? For proper Mm -hmm. brain function. But if you normally go to bed at 10 and now you have a test at one or at the 3 a.m. block, then you've got to adjust your time so that you have eight hours before that test starts, right? And I wouldn't be doing that just the night before. I would maybe kind of prep it like jet lag almost. Mm -hmm. And that's the other hard part too, is that you have regular classes that you're supposed to be attending. I would just tell your teachers like, hey, I normally go to bed at 10 at night and now I have a test at three in the morning. So I'm going to try to shift my schedule for a couple days Is it okay if I, you know, pop into a different class somewhere so that I can Mm -hmm. sleep properly for a few days to be adjusted? It's a one-off, right? Unless you are one of those people that's taking like four or five tests. Um, One night isn't going to really throw a curveball in your abilities um, as long Mm -hmm. as you get a proper night's sleep. What can students do in order to, I guess, maximize the quality of their sleep, especially if it's a situation like the APs where you might be getting less of it? Okay. So you want the best sleep you can get no matter what, right? The rules are you got to be off your screen an hour at Mm -hmm. least before you go to bed, right? And then when you go to bed, your screen needs to be out of your room. Mm -hmm. Um, All distractions need to be out of your room. So um, your computer, your phone, uh, a pet, whatever you normally have in there that might wake you up in the middle of the night needs to be out, right? So that you Mm -hmm. are feeling good and rested and not being disturbed. Um, And then make sure it's cool. And Mm -hmm. um, maybe if you sleep normally with a fan on or some sort of white noise, maybe that type of device to help you sleep soundly for as long as possible. All right. Uh, So, well, thank you for talking to us today. And thank you. You're welcome. So that's the situation. There's a lot to consider. Self-reported scores on the Common App, AP credit and advanced standing, your sleep patterns, the adjustments you'll need to make to your schedules, and more. But when it comes down to it, you need to decide. I spoke to Shreya, a senior, to gain an insight into how ASIJ students are making this decision. So now I'm here with Shreya, who's a 12th grader. And... um, Yeah, I guess my first question is, what was your reaction when you heard about this year's AP exams? I mean, (laughs) I I was already not really looking forward to taking the AP exam. I mean, even Mm -hmm. after they like rolled out the idea of like having it be 45 minutes and stuff. I mean, when that particular announcement came out, I wasn't too worried about it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I knew that I wouldn't cheat all of that stuff. I like it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, for the uh, subjects where I knew I'd have to write like Lang and Euro and stuff, I was like, okay, whatever. I could just practice. But then they told us yeah. that it was going to be at three. And I was like, you literally did the one thing that could make this all 
worse. Yeah. You did the one thing, like you had one job, you know? So one perspective is that from a college board side, it's like a test security thing, right? Like they can't, they need to have them all at one time or else it won't be secure. What do you think of that? Well, if you really needed to have them all at one time in order for it to be secure, like why are you okay with making up a different test for the makeup days then? I think that kind of, yeah, I feel like that kind of doesn't add up for me. And at the same time, uh, I mean, I'm in a really fortunate position where like I'm taking these APs as a 12th Mm -hmm. grader and I don't really have to report these scores if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. But like the worst that could happen is I do really bad on all of them and I don't get the credits for college, which is pretty like it sucks because I want to save money, too. But like Mm -hmm. for the 11th graders, especially if they're applying to like the UK or places that really need that, like I think that's like that's just such a big problem, you know, for them. And I feel like, like, yes, test security is an important thing, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. like you do also have to consider the impact that like that, that is going to have on a lot of Mm -hmm. those kids applications. Right. So to you, it's, it's not so much a question of security as it is of like equitability or opportunity when it comes to being able to choose. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get that they need to make the test secure and I don't think Mm -hmm. that's necessarily like an unreasonable thing to be considering, but at the same time, I think the way that this has been implemented is like, I think it's just too much of like a, like you're paying too big of a price for test security. I really do think Mm -hmm. that they're paying too big of a price, especially when it comes to like people in that pool, which is like a significant amount of kids. So I guess let's let's just get down to that essential question, right? Like, are you going to take them? I mean, yeah, my mom wants me <laughs> to take them and we paid a crap load of money. And mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like at this point, I kind of can't refuse, you know? And so what's your thought process behind that? What, what factors went into that decision of deciding to take them? Um. Well, I was, I talked about it with my mom a lot. And for us, like most of it was money. Like it came down Mm -hmm. to money, not just in that we paid a lot of money to take these exams. But um, when I go to college, like I really have to Mm -hmm. be thinking about how I'm going to be spending my money there and how I can be saving as much as I can, especially if I want to like go into grad school and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and choose a major that will make me happy rather than doing something that'll like, you know, pay the bills. Like I really do need to be find a way to be cutting costs. And if I can get credits that'll help me cut costs, then that's kind of always something good. So for you, it's kind of like, well, it sucks, but it's the credit and it's the potential savings when it comes to college. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. This is an unprecedented time. All of our plans for the second part of the year have been thrown away, and a new normal of distance learning has emerged. It's important to remember that AP exams can help you out in the future, but that college credit or advanced standing isn't everything. Even though this year College Board is refunding students who choose not to take an AP test, there may still be financial benefits depending on where you go to college and what classes you're able to skip. However, this is highly dependent on your individual situation. Do your research. Talk to mentors, like your family or your teachers, 
but ultimately, do what is right for you. We hope this episode of What's the Dealio helped you make a choice. Before we end, here's Jacob with the news. Hey everyone, this is Jacob Foster with our final segment, a news update. In Iran, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps of Iran said on Wednesday that it had put a military satellite into orbit for the first time, surprising many even as the nation has experienced recent tensions with the United States. This launch has not been independently confirmed, but the announcement has raised concerns among experts about whether this technology could enable Iran to develop intercontinental ballistic missiles. Experts discuss whether Iran, already dealing with the COVID-19 outbreak, a struggling economy, and historically low oil prices, is becoming more willing to take risks as the nation has dealt with a series of sanctions placed against it by the United States. In the Netherlands, a Vincent van Gogh painting has been stolen, an art thief, wielding a sledgehammer, smashed his way through reinforced glass doors at the Singer Lorraine Museum and was later seen exiting through the museum gift shop with a Vincent van Gogh painting tucked under his arm. The 25 by 57 centimeter oil on paper painting shows a person standing in the garden surrounded by trees with a church tower in the background and is estimated to be worth 1.1 million US dollars. Investigators are looking into the burglary and note that the thief appears to have deliberately targeted this one painting for theft. As of now, they have not publicized any information about the thief's identity or suspected whereabouts. In North Korea, leader Kim Jong-un appears to be in serious condition, as he has not been present at several state events following cardiovascular surgery. Speculation about his health first arose due to his absence from the anniversary of the birthday of North Korea's founding father, Kim Il-sung, on April 15th. While North Korean media has kept up a business-as-usual image, it has been South Korean media that has shared that Kim was hospitalized on April 12th. It is said that his health has deteriorated since August due to heavy smoking, obesity, and overwork, and he is now receiving treatment at a villa in the Mount Myonghang Resort north of the capital Pyongyang. Today's news comes from the Associated Press, Reuters, and the New York Times. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. And that was the dealio. Don't forget to check out the rest of our episodes at dealio.asij.ac.jp, on Apple Podcasts, or on Hanabi. Connect with us on Instagram at ASIJ underscore podcast. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday for a new episode.